Welcome to Chantel Inspires. Each week, this program will address some of life's challenges, such as sexual abuse, suicide, rape, bullying, and more. Many of us face challenges like these in everyday life. Chantel shows us that we can overcome these challenges as well as be the light in the darkness of others who face similar setbacks. Now, here is your host, Chantel. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Thanks again for joining us this week. This is week number four for us, and so we're very excited to be here again. Um, Last week, we had Joe Hosman here speaking about grief and how to overcome grief. The week before, we had uh, suicide survival and how to get over the loss of somebody that has committed suicide. And then, of course, the first one we had was on our Homefront Warriors and how we spoke with Jackie and how she was able to make it through a deployment while her husband was overseas. And she has done that more than once. So, But today uh, is a very... It's very dear to my heart. And my guest today uh, is Joe and... Uh, Golly, I'm just, I'm a little flustered because this this hits home for me, and a lot of people don't know what I'm going to reveal today, but uh, um, this has happened to me also. Uh, but Joe Vitek is here, and she has just done some remarkable things here in South Dakota, and hopefully it will uh, reach out farther than that. But Joe, could you t- welcome to the show, first of all, Joe? Thank you, Chantel. Thank you. Appreciate you having mm-hmm. us having me on. It's my pleasure. And I have to say that when I, the reason I reached out to Joe was because one of the ladies that is, that authored part of this book called Courageous Women of the Prairie, um, is somebody that uh, I sold a house to, and then she also worked with my husband on the police force. So that's how I know Joey. So there you go. Yeah, Joey, yeah, a mutual she's, friend. She's wonderful. Absolutely. And Joe, can you give us an overview? First of all, I want you to talk about the book, you Courageous Women of you the bet. Prairie. Tell us, so, give us a summary of what that's about, would you please? You betcha, you betcha. So in June of 2016, um, a large number of um, uh, women um, I had, had came to me and we were all survivors of child sexual abuse and we formed a grassroots initiative called Hope in God in Watertown, South Dakota. And as a result of that, we hosted a winter retreat at Joy Ranch, which is just outside of Watertown. And at that retreat, uh, we, we provided several workshops, and one of which was a contemplative writing workshop. Um, and a gal by the name of Sheree Holbert, who is a Lake Area Tech um, instructor, she's actually a supervisor of their gen ed program, um, I asked her if she would help a group of women survivors write their stories. And okay. so uh, that's where it began. Uh, February of 2017 is when that retreat occurred. And so 14 women um, you know, took that courageous plunge in faith and learned from Sheree um, you know, the, the art of writing your story. And so between February and 
June of 2017, they they plunged into their past and um, you know wrestled with a lot of things and but ultimately uh, were successful in writing their stories and submitted it and that became ultimately uh, the first volume of Courageous Women of the Prairie. Wow. Yeah, and so, I mean, you know, we, you know, you never do anything um, alone. It's always in concert with with other people, you know, under the direction of the Holy Spirit. And uh, there's a nun that's at the Mother of God Monastery. Her name is uh, Barbara Younger, and she's an artist. And so um, after Sheree received all these stories, then um, I was able to, to speak with the women and uh, we made a decision. We decided to just go with our first names and or an alias if you wanted to um, because some of these stories are, um, well, many of the stories are stories of incest, and they impact, you know, not just not just the victim but families and generations of families. And so um, Sister Barbara uh, prayed over each one of the stories and asked for guidance and direction from the Holy Spirit and created a, a unique piece of artwork for each one of the stories. And then from there, uh, another pastor, or I should say a pastor, uh, Janine Rue Whirling, who's a Lutheran pastor here in uh, Watertown at the Hosanna uh, Lutheran Church, she, too, likewise, prayed over the story and looked at the artwork, and then she um, attached scripture to it. And then ultimately, uh, we had a, a, a Joy Nelson uh, who is the benefactor at Joy Ranch? She funded the mm-hmm. very first set of books, uh, made a donation of six thousand dollars, and and helped us to get them printed. And um, from there, we, we sell those books. Uh, I should say we asked for donations, mm-hmm. and uh, twenty dollars a piece. And we turn around and use those funds to host uh, retreats. And so that's how we that's how we uh, are able to to do this free of charge to any woman that is a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. Wow, that is, that's incredible. And I have to tell you, it's it's certainly not an easy task to, first of all, admit that that's happened to you, and then right. second of all, actually tell that story. Yeah, yeah, you know, as so you know, you said you were a survivor, we oftentimes, um, what I say is cart around with us two suitcases, and I call one shame and the other one blame. And yes. um, we cart those around, and they're just full of all kinds of dysfunctional stuff. And, um, you know, when, when we really have nothing to be ashamed of because um, someone else did something to us, we don't have any reason to, to be ashamed of that. But oftentimes we are for a variety of reasons. And so uh, being able to, to write that story um, has been extremely empowering for the women. Um, myself included, uh, Joey included, and all of us, and so it's 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 actually um, enabled us to step out in front of our stories, um, to accept them, and to um, um, much of much of our stories is about God's grace and how He's worked um, through those circumstances and has helped us to grow. Amazing. Yeah. So. I- that's that's it. We're working on our second volume right now. So we had another oh, wow. retreat. We've had uh, two retreats thus far, okay. and we had another retreat or have a, had another retreat this past February, 
And so we're working right now as we speak on the second edition of uh, Courageous Women of the Prairie, and I can't I can't wait to to see it. Uh, Sister Barbara's already began her artwork, and last night I I was privileged. Um, the editing team was privileged to a. Uh, just a little glimpse of what the the cover of that book is going to look like. So it's really exciting. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And so are are you where do you find these women? Do they reach out to you or is there that's a, Yeah, that's um, a great question. So so kind of w- what happened was um uh, can I backtrack just a little bit and tell you that Absolutely. In, in, when I was 15, I was I was called to preach and um but at that time, and I'm from South Georgia, if you detect a little southern draw. <laughs> I uh, do. <laughs> but at that time, there there weren't any Methodist uh, women preachers. It just hadn't happened yet. And so um, that door was, was closed, and ultimately I became a police officer. Uh, that door had just started, you know, opening up pretty mm-hmm. regular after the post-civil rights and things like that. And so... Um, I became a police officer in 1977, and um, I know now that, you know, I needed to spend 36 years in law enforcement, um, so I consider that my time in the desert, where uh, (laughs) God uh, opened my eyes and, uh, you know, the eyes of my heart, and he showed me things and um, enabled me to, to help a lot, a lot of victims along the way, and he just showed me a lot of things uh, in 36 years' time, and so I'm so appreciative for all the lessons that I learned in law enforcement. But ultimately, um, right before I retired in, in 2013, um, kind of had a miraculous week uh, at, at my mother's uh, uh, deathbed, and God called me back into the pulpit um, in 2013, and I started supply preaching. Uh, that's mm-hmm. where, you know, a preacher doesn't have anybody, and so I stepped into the pulpit. So I actually told my story publicly um, uh, from the pulpit of the First United Methodist Church here in Watertown in 2014. And so mm-hmm. a year after I had been supply preaching, I, I, felt, um, I felt called to do that, and so I did. And as a result of that, um, and what my husband and I did for some kids, then women just started coming out of the woodwork. I didn't have to find them. They came to me because they heard the story. Oh, amazing. Um, so is it just in South Dakota that you're, you're reaching these women, or have you been able to branch out a little bit? Well, you know, <laughs> that's great that you asked that. You know, I know how God works, and he's way bigger than we ever dreamed of being. And so we began our footprint, shall we say, in the northeast corner of the state. So initially, um, I thought, well, Watertown, you know, but I've got a, I've got a small thinking process, right? And so <laughs> I soon realized that, no, no, Watertown's not quite big enough. And so we, we, we worked with in the, within the northeast corner, and that's 13 counties, and that's mm-hmm. also Sisseton Wapaton. So, uh, but... In answer to your question, um, we have some women that have come from Minnesota. Uh, we've had some women that come from Nebraska. Uh, we've had, um, um, I think, a lady that came from Iowa. And so, you know, I'm confident that, um, I, I, well, I don't know what all God's got in store, but I know how he works, and he, he's always thinking way, way bigger than I ever dreamed of. So this oh, yeah. is our footprint right now. How's that? 
Yeah. Yeah, he sure is. Um, I'm going to, we're about 30 seconds to commercial, but I want to break here because I don't want to start a whole new segment and have to shut you down here. So let's go to commercial now and then we'll be back with Joe Vitek and please rejoin us and we'll continue her story. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red Says. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else? Unsure of what your purpose is or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Are you tired of strained relationships that don't work? We all have at least one, a family member, friend, or coworker we struggle to understand and deal with. Now you can improve those relationships fast with simple tools and skills. Tune into Relationship Radio with Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. You'll learn how to have a better marriage, improve communication with your kids, and reduce stress at work. Listen live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Chantel Inspires. To reach the show, call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or send an email to Chantel at ChantelInspires.com. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back. We are here with Joe Vitek talking about. Courageous Woman of the Prairie, and then that that's the book that she's involved with, and she's also going to be talking to us a little bit more about some more of her ministries that they're doing. Um, and I encourage any of our listeners, if you'd like to call in to our 800 number, that would be wonderful. Ask us some questions. Um, now, Joel, would you, 
I, I really want people to know where they can get your book, um, how they can get some help. Would you would you let us know where, where we can find that book for them? You betcha, you betcha. So um, if you're in the Watertown area uh, in northeast South Dakota, we can sure just deliver that to you or hook up with you and, and get that to you. Um, we ask, again, for a $20 donation, and that's how we fund our winter retreat so it doesn't cost anybody anything to come to that retreat if you're a survivor. It's also on Amazon, so if you just um, uh, look at Courageous Women of the Prairie, you'll find it on Amazon, and you can purchase it there as well. Um, And and again, um, that's Courageous Women of the Prairie, Volume 1. Volume 2 should be available this fall, and it would be probably, um, you know, about the October-November time frame. We like to do it right before Christmas because we partner with uh, a, mo- a multitude of churches in the Watertown area and also Millbank um, and then also in um, Clark and Clear Lake. And so we'll put our, our books out among there. And then people buy them as sometimes Christmas presents. And uh, part of our mission is to enhance awareness. And so uh, we also do... Um, fulfill that mission by, you know, spreading the word and getting people to share and increase their knowledge. You know, in the state of South Dakota, uh, 4,000 children are sexually abused every year. That's one in four boys, uh, one in four girls and one in six boys. And so that's, um, that's a number that was released by Jolene's Law Task Force that was um, put together by um, Governor Dennis Dugard. And um, they have done a lot of work and a lot of good things. In fact, they have, um, they have a pilot program here in Watertown that serves the, the northeast corner of the state called REACH, uh, where they have multidisciplinary people that are under one roof. And so if a child has been sexually abused, um, they can go there on a Tuesday and uh, a prosecutor, forensic examiner, so forth and so on. And so it's, a, it's just a good thing and a good deal. And so... No. Yeah, Joel, I'm going to interrupt you there for a second, if yeah. you don't mind. Um, those numbers that you just gave, now those are just the reported assaults, correct? That's what we know about. Yeah, exactly. See, That's it, what we know about. 4,000 children in South Dakota every year, right. one in four you, girls, one in six boys are sexually I, abused. They I just began can't the, even the imagine reach, what um, real numbers are. The re- yeah, yeah. Um, it's way too many. Uh, and oh, so yeah. anything that we can do, to enhance awareness and getting people to start talking about uh, sexual abuse, child sexual abuse, that's, that's a, a step in the right direction. Uh, because, again, oftentimes, uh, you know, in police world, we used to uh, teach stranger danger. And maybe they still right. do in, in some places. But in my estimation, you know, that's, that's probably we were, we were missing the mark there because the bulk of the people that sexually abuse children, they're either a family member, a boyfriend, a stepdad, um, somebody that's close to the family. In my instance, it was an uncle. Um, And so it's only uh, 10% of people that sexually abuse children are actually strangers. So 90% are somebody that's right up underneath our noses, and that's no stranger. Mm -hmm. And so we need to make sure that we start talking about these things to break the cycle, if you will, especially in, in those incest cases that we're talking about. 
Now, don't you think this is where the the shame and blame um, comes into play? I know I told no one because the man that did this to me was a babysitter. And I was between the ages of two and four. You bet. You know, the the experts tell us that some people freeze, uh, some people fight, some people Mm -hmm. flight, okay? And it's a variety of things going on. Like you, uh, um, I grew up, um, I kind of read a little bit on your background, and I know that you're a military Mm -hmm. brat, right? Well, kind of sort of. Kind of. My my dad didn't move around, but yeah, he was, he's 33 years air guard, so. Okay, okay. So my dad was uh, 20, 21 years in the Army, 22 years in the Army. So I'm a military brat, too. So we got a lot in common. Yes, we do. um, (laughs) So, uh, but, you know, Southern Baptist military, those things often equate to authoritarian, um, you know, circumstances that you grow up in. So uh, it was pretty common back in the day to to get a spanking, right? Uh, Corporal punishment kind of thing. And so... My abuser said, you know, that if I told that I would get in trouble, so a kid being um, accustomed to, you know, receiving a whipping, you know that if you tell, and this is what a trusted adult is telling you, then you don't want to get spanked. And so there's a variety of ways that these these perpetrators um, manipulate, uh, groom uh, their victims uh, to prevent anyone from knowing what they've done. Absolutely. In my case, it was he threatened to kill me and my family if I told anybody. Oh yeah. Well, see, that's 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 even more traumatizing than a whipping, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, yeah. As, as, you know, I mean, just imagine that as a young as a young kid, someone telling you that, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty sad. Pretty sad. And so, by talking about this and by uh, creating an awareness and people having this conversation and then being aware of how prevalent child sexual abuse is and sexual assault, then certainly, you know, we're taking a step in the right direction. Yes, definitely. And I think people nowadays, do you, and maybe I'm, I'm wrong here, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think people nowadays are more apt to talk about it because they feel a little bit more, not relaxed, but uh, more free to talk about it. Because back then it was, everything was so hush-hush and you just, you know, you just go. I'm I'm with you on that. I agree 100%. In fact, you know, the first uh, retreat that we had at Joy Ranch, um, you know, being being the old police chief, um, you know, cognizant of liability issues, um, I said, no, you know, 18 or above and you can come to this retreat. And then, you know, as time waned on, um, I've had, you know, teenagers um, that are survivors of childhood sexual abuse, and um, they wanted to know, could they come? And I'm like, well, you know, I just don't think Jesus would say, I'm sorry, you have to wait until you're 18 to come to me. And so we we allowed teenagers to come this year. Of course, now they have to have permission and or Mm -hmm. accompanied by by an adult, but... um, because I think the sooner that we can start um, talking about hope and healing, and mm-hmm. we can, uh, you know, not lug that those suitcases around, you know, shame and blame, then we can start talking about healing and becoming uh, the women and men and children that God created us to be. And so, part you, of that is just talking about it. You were just talking about men and women. Now, do you have a a lot of men that have come to these retreats, or is it just just a women's retreat? Well, the retreat does, is, is just for work? women. Uh, but again, we have hope in God for men. 
And okay. so um, the very first thing that as a grass, grassroots initiative is God pulled me back into the pulpit in 2013. And I started doing that. And a year later is when I disclosed my child sexual abuse from the pulpit. And then after that, uh, my husband and I began a fund at the Watertown Area Community Foundation to... Um, to pay for uh, equine experiences at Joy Ranch. And so, because, you know, I'm connected with law enforcement and I'm a retired law enforcement officer, um, I got with the police chiefs and the sheriffs in the Northeast Corner because I know them all, and we've given them referral cards. And I went to the uh, president of Lake Area Tech, and, of course, we have a law enforcement program at Lake Area Tech, which I was blessed and graced to, to be able to start that up and get it going for Lake Area Tech. That's and wonderful. Nowadays, my, my partner, Asa Stiles, he's the supervisor. I've stepped back, and, and uh, we've kind of reversed roles, and I work for Asa as the accreditation mm-hmm. manager. But I asked um, ask, uh, the president, can we do a community policing project with the law enforcement students, because that's a big deal in police world, yeah. and, so, and, and, and also make a difference. So every, every fall... Um, they take, the students take a criminal justice um, uh, investigative course at Lake Area Tech, and they learn a portion of that is about sex crimes. They're, they're taught by Cam uh, uh, Corey, who happens to be an agent of the uh, Division of Criminal Investigations. And so, and Cam is also um, a member of the Jolene's Law Task Force. And so, it's, it's just a perfect fit. And so, we um, put together, after they've taken this um, two-week um, investigative on how to investigate sex crimes, we put together what we call law enforcement um, sexual assault care packages. And we put together referral cards from for Triple H, uh, which is Hope Healing and Hoofprints at Joy Ranch, and information on Hope and God, and all of those resources to include the Beacon Center here, and anything that the state might be coming out with, whatever reach has got, we put that together, and then the law enforcement students go out into the community, and actually they kind of pick the chief and the, and the sheriff that they want to go to work for, and they say, hey, you know, um, can I come and talk to you and deliver this package? And they do. And so then the chiefs, in turn, give those cards out to their deputies and police officers. And so any child that comes in and says, I've been sexually abused, they receive one of these free referral cards, and it doesn't cost them a dime. And so mm-hmm. I get the phone call, and then I uh, coordinate with Joy Ranch and some equine um, specialists out there, and we get the kids connected and uh, get, them, get them into the Hope Healing and Hoofprints program. And um, like I said, the funds at the foundation. We've got some other folks that has really, really stepped up and helped us. Um, Doug Sharp, Sharp Chevrolet, Lynn Sharp, they've, they've been instrumental. Uh, they've been very supportive. And um, this year we were able to extend this for women uh, called Gather, Grow, and Go. And so they go out and um, they work with these kids that are sexually abused after they've received some orientation on how to work with the horses. And then there's a program in it for them as well. You asked me about mm-hmm. a moving story, and I'd, I'd share this with you. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. Okay. And I'm gonna have you hold yep. that story for the next one if you can. We're gotcha. gonna take a you break, gotcha. um, and we'll come back and hear that story. Thank you, Joe. Okay. It's 
your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Chantel Inspires. To reach the show, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Chantel at ChantelInspires.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right. Welcome back. You're listening to Chantel at Chantel Inspires. And today our guest is Jo, and she is talking to us about Courageous Women of the Prairie, and she's got some wonderful programs out there as well. Now, Jo, before we hit the break, you were just going to tell us about, I had asked a question during break about if there were any really compelling stories that stood out for you. What you were just about to tell us, and then I cut you off. <laughs> well, as we as we write the book, um, you know, I get the the privilege. I'm privileged to read the women's stories before they go to print, and um, I had written, I had read all of the 14 stories in the first book ahead of time, and so in the summer months, um, of course, we're working with the children. We do group sessions. Let me just say this: that it's extremely powerful for children to realize that they're not alone. And so the group, summer group sessions that we do at Joy Ranch, um, where the kids um, see other women and they see other children, and the same thing with the boys and the men, and when they see that they're, they're not alone, there's something that's very, very empowering uh, and freeing about that because they realize 
for so many years, you know, they thought that this would happen to them, and it didn't, you know, they were the only ones. And so there's something about that. So we're at one of those um, Hope Healing and Hoofprint sessions, and one of the gals who has submitted her story, uh, she's there helping us with the children. And we had a, a, a beautiful, beautiful young young girl, five years old, our youngest, that was um, there and just a, just a cute kid. And um, the woman says to me, um, she's, she's kind of staring at the little girl as she's riding on this horse, and she says, you know, I can't, I can't, I just can't fathom in my mind that somebody could do something to her. Yeah. And so she was just looking at her and, um, you know, and watching her ride the horse and, and have a good time. And she says, I, I just can't believe it. And so I knew that, that the woman talking to me, that she was actually four when this happened to her because I had read her story. And I and I said to her, I said, Yeah, I said, But but how old were you? And then all of a sudden it just it just dawned on her that, oh my gosh, you know, I I was four. You know, and she was her heart was going out to this little girl who was five, but then she had the realization that she was four when this happened mm-hmm. to her. And uh, I don't know, there was something miraculous within within that moment in that conversation where I think sometimes another thing that occurs when we're survivors of childhood sexual abuse is maybe it's because a family member said it didn't matter or they didn't want to hear about it or they tried to cover it up, where we, where we lose touch with that little girl that's inside of us. And um, when we start the healing journey process, we reconnect with that child and as an adult. And, yes. you know, I know in my own prayer life that I've been able to, you know, use my God-given imagination as an adult and go and speak to God as an adult with my child. And we've been able to go to God together to receive His grace and healing. And, you know, I've made a pledge that never, ever again will I deny the pain and the suffering that my child went through. Yeah. Well, I know when you feel with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just, you know, just trying to take it all in because it it brings back so many memories and and you know, oh, yeah. and I think now that I have spoken a little bit about it, I haven't sat down and told anybody. But like I said, I talked to my daughter before I started this show just to let her know that if you listen to mommy's show, you're going to hear some things that mommy's been through that you have no clue about. And uh, when I told her some of this stuff, it just, it was very difficult to do. But then it, it helped me realize why I was the way I am, or why I am the way I am, um, why I do some of the things I do. You bet. Like when, you bet. When, she was a, when she was younger, um, we were trying to find a babysitter, and I refused to put her in an in-home daycare. And I always had her in a church daycare. And I, I caught a lot of flack for that. Well, I can't see why you just don't put her in this home daycare. And I've just thought, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to protect my daughter. And I'm, I am so happy I got her to the age of 18 without being touched, you know? <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, it sounds to me like you should come to the winter retreat. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. 
I'm just, just saying. saying. <laughs> what you're saying is absolutely right. In fact, what I would what I would share with you this is this is my belief, um, and and you know it's not just um, it's based on again you know 36 years in law enforcement, and for the last five years I've been working with survivors. Um, that the bulk of the social issues that we deal with on the back end, whether it be alcoholism, drug addictions, eating disorders, obesity, divorce, promiscuity, um, all of those things, if you read, there's a lot of research that's been done, you'll see more often than not there's a correlation Mm -hmm. with what they call adverse childhood experiences. ACE is the acronym, A-C-E. And there's been much, much research to include um, women who are incarcerated in April of this year, uh, New York State, uh, the Vera Institute of Justice just released a report and said that as many and up to 92% of the women incarcerated have been sexually abused as children. And so, Mm. of course, um, it touches everything. Um, Think about it, right? God didn't create us to be sexually abused. And when someone, um, especially someone that's supposed to be protecting us, part of our family, violates the sanctity of our soul, it it adversely affects our ability to trust and have relationships. And relationships are everything in life. And so, you know, you not wanting to take your child to the babysitter, that was a direct... um, result of what you had personally gone through yourself because you wanted to protect her instinctively. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. No, I can see. I mean, because that's where that, you know, you talk about the women that are incarcerated. You you lose a lot of self-worth when something mm-hmm. like that happens oh, yeah. to you. Yeah. And, and, you know, whether it would be um, human trafficking, we've got the Mother of God Monastery, the sisters here do a lot of work with human trafficking. And, you know, again, if you peel, and we've got some great groups that, that work on that, but if you peel that onion back, uh, nine times out of ten, what you'll find is they were sexually abused as a child, which put mm-hmm. them at risk, further right. at risk, and whether it was runaway incidents or whatnot, um, ultimately they found themselves in the hands of a trafficker or a pimp, and um, uh, they were, again, exploited and taken advantage of. There's There's multiple, multiple studies that say that um, oftentimes uh, survivors of childhood sexual abuse are later raped again in life. And so, yeah, all those things mm-hmm. are, are they're, they're connected, you know. The dots are connected. Yeah. I know so in my a, instance, it was, yeah. it was I, that happened to me too. I was date raped later on. And so, yeah, you were asking you, about the men. So, uh, in, in June of 2017, which is not so terribly long ago, um, Sean McCall, who is the guest services director at Joy Ranch, he is a survivor of child sexual abuse as well, and he's a big old cowboy guy. And uh, <laughs> if you go to our website, which is www.divineprovidencesd.com, um, uh, uh, you'll see a picture of Sean there, and he, he is our Hope and God uh, coordinator. And um, he's got several preachers that serve as our spiritual support, if you will, because, you know, these are tough things that we're talking about. 
tough mm-hmm. situations. And, um, and so Sean is leading that initiative, and he also uh, is the equine guy, so he does uh, that on Sunday nights for boys. And so last year we, were, we just did six sessions during the summer every other week for the girls, and then this year we're, uh, it's, it's 12 weeks now, and so it's uh, 12 Sundays. Um, and we alternate one one Sundays for girls, the next Sundays for boys. One Sundays for girls, the next Sundays for boys. And so Sean leads that initiative with uh, uh, Hope Hill and Hoofprints for for boys that have been sexually abused. Now, is there some correlation yeah. with the equine um, that helps them reconnect or just feel more comfortable? How does that fit into this um, abuse? You bet. So. When I came to South Dakota, you know, I'm a southern girl, and, and um, I'm born and raised in Georgia, but did 17 years in law enforcement in Florida. When I came to when I came to Watertown, South Dakota, it was Joy Nelson, and she's also a realtor like you, mm-hmm. who oh, sold sure. me my house. And um, she told me, uh, sitting in the driveway before I moved in, about her dream to build Joy Ranch. And um, part of that include... Uh, her horses. She loves horses and the the power of horses and how the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. works through horses and uh, they have this um, intuitive nature about them where uh, you can just see them where they actually um, they feel what people are feeling. It's a it's like a sixth sense, if you will. And so Joy had told me about all of this, so it was a natural fit for us. But in the meantime, I got invited to go on a trail ride, and so I did. And um, I connected with this, uh, I call it a Lutheran horse because it's a Lutheran, Lutheran Outdoors owns Joy, Joy oh, Ranch. Yeah. And so I connected with this Lutheran horse, her name is Brandy, and I began mm-hmm. to work with Brandy. And for myself, that was healing going on in that process. And, you know, the horses don't talk, but you can tell the horse anything. Exactly. And you can trust the horse, and the, trust, and the horse trusts you. And so there's a huge connection, a bond, if you will, that's going on. And, and you'll get this, because when you're sexually abused as a child, you know, um, everything's stripped and taken away from you. Yep. Your dignity's taken away. Um, your they, trust. Again, they pierce your very soul. Mm-hmm. And so you have to regain that. You have to regain that. And so... To do so, though, means you have to step out of this um, this hurt and step out of this um, wall that you put around yourself. And so you have to start building those relationships. And it's easy. You cut out there, there for just a second. Yeah. You know what, Joel? I, I'm going to have you hold that thought for a second. Um, you cut okay. out there for a second, and I'm gonna, we're going to go to commercial, and we'll come back and revisit okay. that last section you were talking about. Okay. Okay. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. 
There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Chantel Inspires. To reach the show, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Chantel at ChantelInspires.com. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back to our last segment of the show. We are here talking to Joe Vitek. And I interrupted you last time, Joe. Um, do you want to finish your your thought you on the horse betcha. and the you connection betcha. and what, what how we that all works? What we talking about was, you know, what happens when you get sexually abused as a child and, and also as an adult. Um, it, it, it pierces your soul. Uh, we're relational to the core. Um, and so when, when we get um, hurt, um, severely hurt, um, because of what somebody's done to us, and, uh, it, it takes a lot of courage to uh, reach back out and have the ability to trust another person um, because of what has occurred. And so the horses, um, there's something miraculous that occurs uh, whenever we have these sessions, we simply, you know, we're not counselors. What we do is we, we have a large group, and we, uh, the kids are in a group, and the adults are with a group, and we say a prayer, and we ask the Holy Spirit to work through the horses and to work through us and to heal us. And then we just tell the kids that, you know, everybody here is a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. And again, they light up like a Christmas tree, and then we just have fun. Um, we have fun uh, spending time with each other. And realizing that um, that we're not alone, that's a big deal, knowing that you're not alone and not being afraid. And so we take those baby steps and we begin to trust. And uh, for a little kid to get on a big old horse, that's a big deal. 
and, and then the horse just takes care of the kid too. And so it's um, it's a good thing. It's very miraculous and it's very healing. Very okay. healing. You know, um, everybody's at different journeys, uh, stages of their journey. And with Hope in God, um, you know, we, we have the book that we do, but we have a number of other ministries that we do as well. Uh, we have Wounded Hearts, and that's a book study that's done um, once a week um, at one of the churches. And then we also have uh, circle groups, and these are individual groups of women that get together um, within their communities. And uh, they meet together. They're all survivors of either child sexual abuse or sexual assault, and they work through some study programs, um, kind of like a kind of like a twelve-step program, if you will. And they and they do things together, and they talk. And sometimes they don't talk. You know, some people come and they don't even open their mouth, and that's okay. And uh, eventually, again, it's about trusting and, and having having the ability to to express yourself. Um, and, and we also have a mentoring program. Uh, where we connect uh, women who are not so far, far along on their journeys. We call that Heartwood. And then we have that Gather, Grow, and Go. Uh, in fact, um, we're going to be working in the garden for the next uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, the next six Tuesdays and Thursdays in June at the Mother of God Monastery. We're very ecumenical, and so all of the churches in, in this part of uh, South Dakota know who we are, and uh, they open their doors to us, and we... We don't have a, a business uh, a building, nor do we have any employees. We are about 55 volunteers. We have a board of directors and advisory boards over each, and they're all volunteers. And um, so everything that we do, everything um, that you know that's donated to us, we use that for the services that we provide to uh, survivors of childhood sexual abuse and sexual assault. So if somebody wanted to donate to you, where would they donate, or how would they do that? Well, probably the best way to do that is to go to the website, and you can find us again at www.divineprovidencesd.com, and you'll, and you'll see a menu there with our four ministries, um, um, and then also there's a donate page on there. And so you could donate through the website. That would be that would be very awesome. If they happen to be locally here in the area, then they can certainly contact us or reach out to us. And if they purchase a book uh, on Amazon or from us directly, um, the address, my address, is in the back of that book. And you know, we do the old-fashioned stuff too, as in write a check. That's a good thing too. So all of that works very well. Yep. Okay. Last no, night. We took a trip, four of us uh, took a trip, and we went to Clark, South Dakota. I don't know if you know where that's at, but <laughs> I do. Small, small community. And we just met with a group of people there in Clark, you know, that uh, wanted to know more about child sexual abuse. I'm sure some of them were, were survivors. And uh, so we're constantly reaching out and trying to spread the good news. Um, you know, Jesus said to us to not be afraid, to only believe. And um, I know for me that that has been my hope and my healing is is Christ. And um, so we are faith-based and we are ecumenical, but our door is open to anybody. Um, and we just encourage you to not be afraid, uh, to only believe, and to, to take a step out and know that we know exactly where you've been and exactly you know, what you're going through because we've been there. And we'd like to walk with you, and we'd like for you to become uh, the man, the woman, the child that God created you to be. Now, I know that we have listeners in other countries and throughout the United States. And if they're going through something like what we've been talking about today, 
how do they find help? Can they, is, is there an outreach program for you guys or um, do you have any suggestions for them? Great, great question. We do have an outreach ministry. Uh, Jessica McClanahan is our outreach coordinator. You know, I, I guess what I would say to you is clearly if they're in another country, you know, we mm-hmm. can talk to them. Um, we, can, we can pray for them. We have a, a group of women that, that do nothing other than pray for people. And so we take prayer requests. Um, I guess, it, you know, we'd be limited as far as being able to provide them uh, any equine services, but we can certainly help them uh, by mm-hmm. talking with them and then just sharing with them and telling them that they're not alone. They're not alone, and we could certainly, and we do that all the time anyway with people that are here. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's by phone, sometimes it's by text message, sometimes it's by messenger. We're on Facebook as well, so you can certainly message us, and so um, we're available to talk with you. And, and, you know, sometimes people just need someone to listen to them and not judge them. Absolutely. Well, what you are doing, Joe, is is just incredible, and I'm so happy that there is something out there for people because um, I certainly didn't know who to turn to. And, and for me, I'm just a stubborn old bird, and I just thought, I'm not going to let him win. I'm going to keep – I just kind of blocked it out and lived my life. And, yeah. you know, it's just been one thing after the next. But I tell you what, God has been there every step of the way, and he has uh, – what yeah. doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So I am – he must yeah. think I'm Wonder, yeah. wonder Woman because – well, good for you. Some good of the for you. And, you know, like you, I, I believe that, you know, we are, we are conduits that, you know, God works through us to help, help others. And, and isn't that why we're here? Isn't that why we're in the world to begin with? Is to help our brothers and our sisters and, um, you know, help them journey where perhaps we've already been or just walk with them. And sometimes you don't even have to say anything. Just walk with. Joe, I want to... Thank you so much for being with us, but I want you to give that website one more shout-out so we can... You betcha. It's www.divineprovidencesd, that's SDs for South Dakota, dot com. So divineprovidencesd.com. And you can also find us at um, on Facebook. Just, just go ahead and type in Divine Providence of South Dakota, and you'll find us straight away. That's wonderful. And, yes, please, you can donate there. You can get help there. Um, yeah. You know, I guess one other last little tidbit is that uh, I'd share with you is that on June the 23rd, uh, we're having a Light the Night event at the Mother God Monastery where we're releasing butterflies, and it's called Transformation in Christ. Um, if you're interested and you live anywhere close proximity to the area, we invite you to come. If you're a survivor, it's a family event. Bring your family with. We just need you to register so we know how many people are coming. Wonderful. And for all those listeners out there, remember, you're the author of your own story. Wake up, be awesome, and write yourself a fairy tale ending. You hold the cards, you hold the key. Be the light in somebody else's darkness. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Chantel Inspires. We hope you found personal inspiration in today's show and can take control of your life as well as be a light for others. Be sure to tell others about the show and tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.